Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, we are welcoming into the Marion Public Library Community Podcast Studio our friends from the Marion County Junior Fair, Margot Long with the OSU Extension Office. And Margot is with us, as well as a few young participants in the Junior Fair program that gets started on Saturday, July 18th. And we're going to be talking a lot about it on the air as we go through this week because there is really a lot to talk about with it. And obviously, Margot, it is very very different than anything you've ever done in your entire career in ag. And uh, I'm sure the preparation has been uh, just really, really odd. Tell us a little bit about where we're at today and how you feel about things. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, time. 2020 is definitely something that no one anticipated or expected. Mm -hmm. Um, But both 4-H and FFA members are very resilient and they have embraced the change and we're just going with it. Um, like I had talked before we went on the air, we are actually supposed to be heading to 4-H camp this week, so it's a little bittersweet. Um, but it is exciting that we have something else to to work for um, and to look forward to as we move forward through the week. Yeah, just in just in watching your posts on Facebook and seeing, you know, it, obviously it's it's stressful, it's different, it's it's a change from what you guys are used to and what you ultimately want to be doing. Um, but it is going to work out, and everything gets started this Saturday. And Margo, I know you've been working very closely um, with everything. You obviously work always with the kids, but at the same time with with the sale committee and everybody that works on the livestock shows and everything. You've been working very close with all of them. So let's kind of give everybody a rundown on how the actual junior fair is going to work. Um, It all gets started Saturday. The kids move in in the morning and then they go right into showmanship and whatever. Tell us how it works. Yep. So we have a great um, group of adult volunteers, whether it's Senior Fair Board, the Livestock Sale Committee, our barn advisors, um, as well as the FFA advisors and our 4-H volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, So how this change for 2020 is going to look is it's a pull-in, pull-out, one-day show um, for all of our species. So we start um, on Saturday with our beef animals, our steers, BBR, um, heifers, and feeders, and then we will end the week with our dairy feeders. Mm -hmm. Um, That schedule has been posted on the Marion County Fair Facebook page. Um, So if there's a particular species that the community is looking for, um, they can check out that schedule and and be there for the day. Absolutely. And that's the big thing is that you are permitted to be there. It is open to the public. There is no admission at the fairground. So if you want to come in, you can certainly do it. But obviously, you have to abide by the rules. And once again, I was just on that site a little bit ago. It's very well detailed with everything you can and cannot do, everything on there. And and take a look at all of that before you venture out so that you know what to expect. Because no more than groups of 10, we want to keep you in your family group. That's why we're doing in the Coliseum, because there's plenty of room there. Yes. um, I know that we are very excited to highlight our 
junior fair exhibitors in the Coliseum for that week. So that's definitely a silver lining, something new that they've never gotten to experience before. Absolutely. Now, the swine, that will be in Evers Arena. Lots of reasons behind that. The big reason is they don't have that far to go to be able to get into Evers and and, and do what they do. But it, it's just going to be so different. And Lily, I want to talk to you, first of all, about this. Lily Wagner is with us. And Lily, first of all, tell everybody a, a little bit about yourself and where you go to school and all that kind of stuff and what you're going to be showing. I go to River Valley. I'm the vice president of our FFA chapter there. I'm in 4-H and I'm the president of my club. I'm on junior fair board. I'm a camp counselor, so I'm pretty involved with the community. And I will be taking pigs to the fair. So like you said, we'll be showing in Evers and I'm super excited. Yeah. So how does it feel right now knowing that you're moving in? It's like 6 a.m. You're supposed to be ready to go in the eight o'clock range and you're up and running at 10 a.m. How how stressful is that going to be for you who, who are used to exhibiting, but you have a little more time, you've got a little flexibility. It's going to be tight for you, right? Yeah, it's going to be pretty stressful getting everything ready. Um but I'm super excited that we still get to show and really grateful that we still have the opportunity. So when did you start with your swine? When did what you're going to be showing on Sunday? When did you get that and how long have you been working on, on your animal? Um, so I got my pigs in the middle of April and I've been working with them every day since then, getting them ready. I get them out, walk them around every night, uh, wash them, make sure they have feed and water every day and Hopefully they're ready to show by the time we I, get there. I get it. So did you get yours before or after they made the decision to change everything with the fair? Um, I got mine before. Okay. It was like a couple weeks before yeah. they made the decision. So it was right around that same time. That's what I was thinking because I know I've talked to some kids that, that literally had their animals back in November, December kind of a thing, and they – to them, this was all a big surprise. This is everybody, but it was a little different for them. So you did have them two weeks in advance. Did you kind of think it was going to be different, or were you like, should we really be doing this? But, of course, in the business that you guys are in, you need this wine anyway, right? Yeah. So we, me and my dad were kind of talking, and we weren't sure if we should get them or not. But then since it, I'm a – well, this will be my senior year, so I didn't want to regret not getting them. And then if we had the fair not being able to show – so we went ahead and got them, and I'm really glad that we did. Right. Now, you could have shown, or you still can, in other counties and other shows, right? Talk about that. Yeah. I think Marion has always been home, so I just I like our fair, and I like being there. So I would always choose that other than some other county. but Right. But you did have some options if something wouldn't have worked out. But here we go. Sunday should be a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Good. Super Excellent. Excited. Excellent. Well, good. Let's talk a little bit with, uh, did you have a question, Margo? You were kind of leaning in. I thought maybe you were going to ask her a question. Jackson, let's move over to you and talk a little bit about, about what you've got going on. Tell everybody who you are, where you go to school, what's up. Yeah, my name's Jackson Crawford. In the fall, I'll be attending OSUM for aerospace engineering. And I have been in FFA all four years of high school. I was the former president and former treasurer. Okay. I'm the treasurer of Junior Fair Board. I've been in 4-H for 10 years, so I've done a lot. So you just graduated from River Valley High School then? Yes. Okay, yes. excellent. So you're going to be showing lambs and cattle, correct? Yes. So you'll be there, well, showing three days or two days? Two days. Two days, two okay. Days. So your cattle is just... Yeah, I'll show with the beef cattle. Okay, Saturday. okay. So you'll be showing on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Same type of deal. So lambs and, and cattle, and you'll be showing Saturday. What are your feelings? Now, when did you get your animals, and when did you start working on them? 
I started working with my heifer and I picked her out all the way back in November. So a while ago. So I've had her for a long time. And I picked my lambs out in the middle of April. Okay. Okay. So same deal. You kind of got them before you knew what was going to happen. Obviously, yeah. you got you got your cattle before you even knew this thing was even yeah. going to be part of the world. So so that's cool. So how will Saturday change for you coming in at 6 and, and you know, and then being ready to start to show at 10 o'clock? I mean, it's going to be totally different from a normal fair like we're used to, but I'm really optimistic about it. I think it's still going to be great no matter what. It's kind of like a stock show that you would go to on like the show circuits anyway. So mm -hmm. I feel like I've been to a couple of those before, so I kind of already have experience on what it will be like. So I'm not too worried about it. I get it. I get it. So with that being said, and you being in the fair for the last four years, you've probably done pretty well with the livestock auctions and the sales and been able to put together some scholarship money. This year is going to be a little different. Everybody's going to kind of get a share of the pot when the fair is done. How, how is that different for you? Um, well, I've always sold different animals each year, so it's always been a different number that I would get from the sale. But this year I'm selling a lamb, so I'm just going to kind of be optimistic, know that it might not be as high as normal, but there obviously are good reasons for that yeah, this year. Absolutely. And if you are interested in contributing to the fund that is going to help with the kids, all you have to do is contact any member of the fair board, or you can contact the fair office. You can uh, you can continue to donate, I believe, up until the end of July. You can make yourself uh, aware of that, and then you have until the end of August to make that payment so you can be part of that share program so that the kids continue to get that money, even though we're not allowed to do what most people look as a traditional uh, sale of champions or or junior fair sale. So let's move over a little bit to uh, Kenzie. You got that mic there in front of you. Kenzie, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, what uh, what groups you're involved in. Hi, I'm Kenzie Patterson. I go to Pleasant. I'm in seventh grade now, and I am in my, I think my club group is named Wranglers. Okay. And... I'm not really, I don't do anything in the group yet, but um, I did help out with some flower beds up at the fairgrounds with my club. And Did you do that yesterday? Uh, no, I did it a few days ago. Oh, okay, because I saw the, a group was out last yeah, night. We yeah, we did the flower beds up by the gates towards the front. Okay, okay. So so, yeah. so you're kind of new to the fair, or have you been showing for a while? Um, I've been showing for a couple years. I think it's been three years since. I've been showing, um, I've showed, I showed rabbits my first year, but it was really hard to keep them alive and stuff because we had a few die. Mm -hmm. So we moved to goats and it's really, it's a lot more easier to handle, especially for younger kids. Um, it's just really easy to handle goats. So when did you get your goats? I think we got them, um, it was March 21st or 22nd, mm -hmm. I think we got them. Um, and we, my friend bought them with us and we brought their goats home so they could set up their pen because they've always showed swine and they moved to goats this year. So we took them in so they could get their barn set up. And after they got their barn set up, then we took their goats over to their house. Okay. So what's your daily routine or your weekly routine look like taking care of your goats? What do you have to do um, daily or weekly? So every morning I wake up around... 10 or 11 and I go out and I feed them and I make sure they have enough water and they have like a picnic table to climb up and jump on so I make sure that's not broken because they like to break that a lot 
So I make sure they have enough feed, enough water, their picnic table is put together, and then I turn the fan on when I go inside. Okay, okay, so that's your routine every day. So how will how will things work for you when you go to show your uh, your goats at, at the fair next week? Um, I think it will be sort of similar but different in many ways. Like we normally show in Evers, and we are going to be in the Coliseum this year, and we're only going to have so much time to get ready and prepare for showmanship and stuff. So it's been weird. It's like a roller coaster that never ends this year. Because it's all different. So how did you learn how to show your goat? Did, did, did your parents help you? Is it um, help with... My parents has helped me a lot, and we've had help from people in our community helping me learn how to raise them, especially my first year. That was really fun. That's when I knew I was going to be a goat showman person. Yeah. And um, it's been really fun. It's really fun to when you wake up in the mornings, they're waiting for me because they know what time they get fed. So they're always playing outside, and I mean, they've had a really good attitude this year, so I think that will contribute to how well I do at the fair. Okay. Is it, is it pretty easy to, to help them behave when you're in the ring and you're doing what you need to do, or uh, can it get yeah. kind of crazy? As long as they're calm. You just need to make sure they're calm and listening to you, and you'll, if you have them set up right and they're calm, uh, you'll do pretty good. Okay. Jackson, on the same side, how how big is your how big is your steer? Or I have a heifer, not a steer. Oh, it's a heifer. Yeah. How how big is it? We actually have not weighed her because she's a breeding heifer. Right. So we really haven't done a lot with that. But um, she's still pretty small. But if when you work with them when they're younger, as they get older, they remember mm-hmm. what you've done with them, and it is really beneficial when you work with them when they're younger because once they get to that big size where they can move you around, they know what's going on and they can listen to you a lot easier so that'll allow you to have more control especially with what you need to be doing yes so so it comes right down to experience and doing it the same way over and over again yeah if you just keep working with them especially when they're young they remember that and it's a lot easier when they're bigger that's cool now how did you learn how to 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 train them to do that and to do what you want to do on a daily basis well, with my heifer, originally my brother always showed cows, mm-hmm. and a few years ago I decided I wanted to do it, so I really just yearn- learned from my younger brother how to work with my heifers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lily, I know swine is completely different than all of them. They have very, very short legs, and they've got <laughs> with the nose and everything. Is it, is it, you know, that's all you've done. Is it difficult to, to control and do what you need to do in the ring? Um, it depends on the pig. Some yeah. of them have very different personalities. My one this year, she likes to just take a lap around the barn and then she's fine. So hopefully we don't have that issue at the fair. But it kind of just depends on the personality. But since I've been doing it since third grade, I kind of know what I'm doing and it's not too hard. So with that being said, and I'm glad you said that, will you try to give them some sort of a lap around some area so maybe they get that out of their system before you get in line to go in? Um, we'll probably let them just wander around the barn a little bit. And like in a new place, they're usually curious, so they don't really take off running that much. Right. So. But it, but if they do take off running, how do you deal with that? Um, usually, I mean, I have my whip, so I'll get them under control. But Yeah. That's cool. That that's see to me that's that's one of the cool things to sit and watch is to see, you know, young people coming in and learning, you know, 
what they have to do with this animal to keep control of it because that's all part of of everything now obviously showmanship is going on but there's also there's market shows and things happening what what different shows are you going to participate in um so i'll be doing showmanship and market with my two pigs okay Fantastic. Good stuff. So let's talk, Kenzie, let's talk a little bit more about about how interestingly weird this year has been for everybody. I mean, you know, obviously the, you'd have been going to 4-H camp this week, right? Yeah. So is that would this have been your first year of 4-H camp or would you have gone if you've uh, gone before? No, I think this would have been my third. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Third year yep, of third. 4-H camp. Um, it's really fun, and there's a lot of friends that you can make, and... There's just a lot of people, a lot of good people to surround yourself with. Yeah, where do you guys normally go to camp? Where would it have been? Um, I don't. We typically go to 4-H Camp Ohio out in Licking County. Okay. Okay, so how many people are at camp when you guys go to camp? Is it a couple hundred? Is it a few thousand? Is it just, I mean, normally when you guys go? It depends. If it was a few thousand, I don't know if we would be able to handle that. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but we typically take, well, typically around 45 teenagers um, that have gone through 24 hours of training to get them ready for that week. And then we would have roughly around 200 campers, anywhere from third graders who have never been away from home um, all the way up to eighth graders. So we have a wide variety of personalities, experiences. It's a typically a fun week. So these are kids from all around the state or the region or how far do they come out to get together for this week with you guys? For us, it's just county. Okay, Um, We do have a few um, campers that will come because they have connections to Marion County. But typically it's it's the individuals uh, within our county lines. Um, And 4-H camp here in Marion is the celebration after the fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's interesting that fair is the celebration as opposed to 4-H camp. Absolutely, absolutely. I get it. Yeah, I did scouts for a long time, so that's why I wanted to ask because I've never really dug into how 4-H camp works, but scout camps work very, very differently. And uh, you have some of them that are people from your region, some that are people from just in your your immediate group to from all over the state and all over the world, depending on which Mm -hmm. ones that you go to. So it makes it kind of cool and uh, gives you a little different adventure. But you guys, with the stuff you do at school and ag stuff, you have an opportunity to, to go to some different things as well i see jackson you're nodding your head over there have you participated in some of the other things besides 4-h camp that are a little bit broader range yeah in ffa we're allowed to participate in cdes which are different competitions mm-hmm. based on um there's livestock judging soil judging but then there's also job interview and basic skills to help us get jobs in the future and i've taken part in job interview which is one of my favorites agcom for ag communications, livestock judging, and that's about all that I've been in personally, but they're really nice because they teach you more than what you're going to learn in the class in that individual area, mm-hmm. and then you can, well, say, for instance, you are interested in going into ag comm, like ag communications is a degree, you can take that CDE, 
learn if that's really what it is for you, and learn additional skills for that. That's cool. Now, during the fair next week, you guys, uh, well, I'm, I'm talking specifically to Lillian Jackson, you guys have some other responsibilities that you're going to have to do other than take care of yourself and your animals. You guys are part of the junior fair board. So what are some of the things that you're going to be needing to do, Lily? Um, so actually tonight we're going, the swine department is going in. We're going to set up the barn and get everything ready for the show arena and everything like that. Absolutely. So will you need to be, after you show, be part of the organization of making everything work and giving out all the awards and stuff? Talk about that. Yeah. So I'll probably be helping during the show, probably doing some announcing and stuff with um, the classes and everything um, after I show and I'll go in and help. Now, have you guys, do you guys, it's your responsibility to get the trophies and the awards and have all that planned and put together the schedule and everything too? I mean, what all, what all's done by the youth? Yeah, so this year has been really weird and we haven't gotten to do as much as we normally do. Um, Margo has done a lot with the awards and getting everything like that ready for us. And then we usually go in, we make sure the barns are ready, we set up the pins, we get all the name tags ready and stuff like that do all that kind of stuff jackson is it kind of the same when with the stuff that you're going to be doing or that you would normally be doing at the fair yeah and to add on what lily said in a normal year we would we would individually as kids order the trophies and everything right. but with this year just being so mixed up it it's just a little crazy. Well, yeah, and plus, you know, you have to deal with the distancing and everything like that, and you can't get together to have your meetings as a group. Have you guys been doing Zoom meetings to have things together for the board, or no? You guys have just been communicating as best as you can with what's available? Uh, yeah, we had our last meeting in January, I think, February, somewhere in there. Um, so that was the last time we were all together in person, and we started talking about awards and stuff like that, and then... Um, we haven't really been able to get together at all, so we've been communicating through an app that we have that's called Band, so you can talk to your committee and stuff, and right. then just recently talking about what we have to do to get ready for the fair. Well, it'll be cool to see your friends again. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be kind of cool. I mean, even though you can't give everybody a hug and do everything you normally would or everything, it's still cool to, to be able to see them and be together and do your competition and, and do what you need to do, right? Yeah, it'll be fun. Absolutely, Margaret. What what else? What else should we talk about today? Well, we they they pretty much covered everything, but the group has not been together due to social distancing sure. and stay at home orders. But this is something that's not new to them. Um, so they're a wonderful group of kids. Where I would just say, hey, we need something done, and they will just to come running um, to make sure that it gets done. So it's not so much the. The atmosphere will change, but their responsibilities and their resilience will continue to um, overcome everything. Absolutely. And, and even beyond um, our livestock projects, our 4-H um, miscellaneous projects, our food, nutrition, sewing, all of them actually had some adversity that they had to overcome as well. And they submitted videos for their judging um, as opposed to our face-to-face -face judging. And, and unfortunately, they won't be... Um, recognized during the fair next week, um, but we are working to plan something for them in the fall. That's cool. So, Lily, you did one of those, right? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your project and how that worked out. Um, so this year, I actually, since we didn't get to go to camp, I wrote, we do these things called warm fuzzies, and it's like little notes that you write to campers and counselors while you're at camp, mm -hmm. to, just to encourage them and give them a little positive message. 
So I wrote warm fuzzies to all the last year campers or what would have been their last year just to encourage them and hopefully that they can become counselors with us next year. And so that was my project. So I wrote, I think it was about 30 to 40 of them and then sent those out. And that's what my video was about. So that's cool. So had you had you shot videos and things before? It's interesting. I know when you look at all your teachers at school or whatever, and maybe little struggles that they had doing live streaming classes and shooting videos, and they're like, I've never done this. But but I like I, my wife's a teacher. I told her all the time. I said, but your students do video every day. It's So did you feel like it was a kind of a normal thing, only it was kind of cool to be able to do it through video that way? Yeah, it was a lot different but I thought it worked really well and everyone seemed to like it and they did well with it. We actually, a couple of me and the other FFA officers, we did sample videos for Margot so she could send those out to all the kids so they kind of knew how to do it and what they were doing. So when we did that, I kind of figured out how to use the app and everything so my second video was pretty easy to do good that's cool that's really Paul. Good. don't let them kid you because jackson and lily actually brought the idea um to the 4-h program to get the project judging to actually happen as opposed to face-to-face um those two along with a few other of river valley's ffa officers they actually did national presentations um, on our process that we conducted for our online judging. Um, and it actually went statewide here in the state of Ohio as well. So Marion made the map this year. That's cool. Congratulations. So Thank tell you. me, did you guys, where did you get the idea to go ahead and do it that way? Just something you popped up, you saw somebody else do it. Believe me, I steal ideas every day. It's perfectly okay. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so our ag teacher, Karen Seckel, um, she okay. in our classes, we do videos every once in a while with this app called Flipgrid. And so I went to Margo and I was like, hey, there's this app. And since we can't do it in person, what if we tried something online? And she was like, yeah, let me look into it and start working with it. And so we got it going and it kind of went viral. And so, yeah. Jackson, that's got to be kind of cool to be part of that. Yeah, huh? it was. Yeah. So same deal. I mean, the idea came through. Lily kind of went from there. What What was your part? What all did you do with it? Yeah, so once we kind of talked as a group before we talked to Margo about the idea that we had. And then we told Margo and she wanted us to make examples. So we each just made example videos for all the 4-Hers to look at and use when they make theirs. And then we got to go on a Zoom with Margo and tons of 4-H educators to talk about it. That's really cool. So congratulations. Good job. And nice work. I mean, that's no, thank you. that's thank really you. cool. That that Thank you for bringing that up because uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that. I mean, that's the brain power that we have that's going on in this organization. So your life, Margo, must be a lot easier when you work with kids like this. Yes. They typically bring me ideas um, and our, we use what we can. Um, like, for example, we had a, unfortunately, we're not able to open the milkshake stand yeah. um, due to our unprecedented situation. So the older kids had talked about, well, we want sweatshirts. So because of them, our 4-H Advisory Council um, took their idea and ran with it. So we had our first Marion County 4-H um, apparel drive um, order. So that was that was great. Um, but yeah. Our kids, it's not just about livestock. It's not just about taking projects. Um, our kids are resilient, and they they are the brainchild of this whole entire organization. Um, us adults, we're just here to kind of keep the wheels turning and, and to keep everything moving. But it, it's their program. Well, and, and that's the key. That's exactly what the key is. Your job as leaders uh, is to... 
give them the platform to do it and their job as being kids that are that are leaders and becoming leaders and learning their job is to take it and run with it and do their own thing and become those people and obviously uh, that is going on so that's that's fantastic my hat's off to you guys I think that's cool so uh, that's cool we'll take that to the next level but with that being said so the the, the milkshake stand is going to be closed, but a few of the other stands will be open next week during the fair uh, because, first of all, you're going to be there all day, some 6 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, maybe longer. Um, so people need to eat and whatever. And But all of the... All of the same rules that you'll see at the restaurants and bars and things like that are being used on those stands. And it's just the ones that are done here in Marion County, correct? Yes, it's our commodity groups. Um, Our commodity groups are very strong supporters of both the 4-H and FFA program. Um, So it's important for them uh, to be able to have that opportunity to to serve uh, our normal, traditional um, fair food Mm -hmm. um, that they typically give. Now, I know that their menus may be a little different um, due to the schedule, but you'll still be able to get some of the great um, food items that you typically get. Absolutely. So will the 4-H booth be open at all? You can't do milkshakes. Are you guys going to do, because you guys normally do hamburgers and stuff too, right? Or no? Um, We typically just do the, the milkshakes. Um, but I know depending on the schedule, I may hop in and help with the food stands um, okay. as well as some of the kids and, and volunteers um, that we have. But, yep, it'll just be right outside of Evers um, where they're located. Okay, so it'll be a little different. But once again, like we said, it, it is open to the public, but you do have to practice all the rules. Make sure you bring your mask with you. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of, of uh, uh, hand sanitizer stations all around the area. I mean, there's normally there anyway, but those probably going to be amped up. Uh, and realize if you're coming that you will be separated from everybody else and be asked to stay in your groups, which is why the majority of the shows are being done uh, in the in the Coliseum. So uh, make sure that uh, you aware uh, be aware that all of that stuff is uh, is going on so cool stuff margo anything else we should talk about and for those that are unable to attend um for whatever yeah. reason we do have the opportunity for live streaming uh, which if you check the marion county fair uh, facebook page or call the senior fair board office um, we will be able to cindy will and her staff will be able to get you that information okay. um here shortly hopefully within the next few days so we can start promoting that as well excellent i'll do the same thing once we get that info i figured i would put it on on our facebook pages so you'll be able to get a link to that so you'll be able to watch the shows via live stream and the nice thing about live stream is if you miss the show you've got something going on you've got to be at work whatever it might be it will save it so you can go back and see those for a period of time uh, after that so don't feel like um, you know if it's set to start at 10 o'clock and you're not available till 11 30 you'll still be able to see that and and participate in that plus we'll have lots of great information for you on the radio for all of the shows as we go through next week so that's going to be pretty cool looking forward to uh, uh, to being there so like I said it's different as it is and as odd as it is and uh, it's it's something you're never going to forget it's very creatively put together and i think it is going to hopefully serve all of the great work that the kids have done because they've done a ton yes they've some of them um have taken a year off which is completely understandable uh, but the ones that have continued 
is phenomenal. Every single 4-H member, FFA member, like I've said before, they're resilient. Um, we have a wonderful community. Um, we're very appreciative that the Senior Fair Board um, has agreed to continue moving forward with the Junior Fair activities. Um, our Marion County 4-H Advisory Council, they have stepped up tremendously um, to help make sure that the kids get a little bit of normalcy um, in this unprecedented time. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm hearing that the rabbits and poultry numbers are going to be down because it is what it is. But at the same time, I hear the swine numbers are really, really good. So Yes, many of them have maintained yeah. um, very consistent. There are some um, decisions that had to be made, and, and that was based on a family decision. Um, now we're hoping, fingers crossed, toes crossed, that 2021 brings us a lot better luck. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, my guests today have been Lily Wagner and Jackson Crawford, Kenzie Patterson, and Margot Long from the OSU Extension 4-H Advisor. And, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the Junior Fair. It will start on Saturday morning. It will be really, really fun for what it is, uh, and I'm just glad we're able to do it. So thank you guys for joining us today here in the Marion Public Library Community Podcast Studio for another episode of the Marion Now podcast. Now, I do want to let you know that if you're looking for this information, we're going to have it for you there on the podcast just to open up the free iHeartRadio app and do a search for Marion Now. Hit follow and every time we do an episode of uh, all of this local stuff, it shows up right there as a notification on your phone that we've got yet another podcast you can check out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.